This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. reading today in Genesis chapter number 19, and we're focusing on verse number 29. Genesis 19, 29 reads, So it was, when God destroyed the cities of the plains, he remembered Abraham and brought Lot out of the middle of the upheaval when he demolished the cities where Lot had lived. Genesis 19 is a dark chapter filled with judgment upon sin. And it chronicles Lot's escape from that judgment. We learned that Lot, Abraham's nephew, is now living in Sodom. This, this is a long way from the safety of Abraham's companionship. But you remember it was Lot's idea for the two of them to separate all the way back in Genesis chapter 13. Now, a whole lot has happened since then in both the lives of Abraham and Lot. In the previous chapter, the Lord and his two angels had visited Abraham. They had confirmed the coming of the covenant promises through Abraham's seed. This covenant was based solely on God's merit. Abraham then learns that the Lord and his two angels plan to enter the wicked city of Sodom. They do this to see if the city's wickedness is so bad that it warrants God's immediate judgment. What's so astounding is that Abraham, upon learning this, immediately begins to plead for the city and for God to spare it. So the Lord tells Abraham that Sodom's sin was extremely serious, but he never mentions annihilating the city. Even still, Abraham knows that if the Lord goes down there, he will wipe them off the face of the earth. He knows firsthand the corruption of such a city. And so he immediately begins to barter with God on how many righteous people the city must have for the Lord not to completely destroy it. Genesis 19 then begins with the two angels who had visited Abraham with the Lord now entering the city of Sodom. When they arrive at Lot's house, Lot immediately invites them to dinner and to stay with him. But we learn that his ulterior motive is to get these men off the streets before dark. Presumably because he knows the corruption that will befall them if they are out there after dark. When the angels decide instead to enter the square, Lot practically insists that they stay with him, which they do. Lot thinks that he's averted the disaster, but instead of unwittingly beholding the evil in the streets, the corruption comes to them, knocking on their door. All the men of the city have assembled at the entrance to Lot's house to insist on gang raping Lot's two house guests. In the east, it's required to defend the guest of your homes even with force. And so Lot's really in a spot here. He begs them to not do this evil, but they're not going to listen. They insist on taking these two men and having their way with them. Lot even offers his own two virgin daughters to the men, an unthinkable compromise, yet they will have none of it. Their judgment and fury then turn on Lot, and they begin to attack him. As they do, they begin to knock the door down to get to these men. 
The angels open the door, grab Lot, and snatch him back inside. His compromise with the enemy was going to cost him far too much, and so he's rescued from the scene. The angels then tell Lot what is about to occur. So Lot tries to warn his sons-in-law about the judgment that is coming, but he's lost all influence and credibility because of his compromising ways. They laugh in his face at the judgment that is coming. And even as the angels begin to bring down the fiery judgment upon the city, they warn Lot to leave. But even still, the text tells us that he hesitated. Lot wasn't living in Sodom. Sodom was living in Lot, and that's the problem. The angels have to practically drag him out of the city. He's told to run for his life, but even still, Lot's wife then turns back and looks at the city now in flames, an instance Jesus himself references in Luke chapter 17. After Lot's escape, or more likely being drug out, we learned that the Lord remembered Abraham. The covenant made with Abraham is the only reason that Lot was spared the judgment and wrath of Sodom. Even following Lot's harrowing escape, one would think that his family would learn their lesson. But instead, at the end of the chapter, we learn that two of Israel's greatest foes come from Lot's incestuous relationship with his daughters. The two nations of Moab and Ammon, the Moabites and the Ammonites, come from this incestuous relationship. This, this is such a sad chapter, and yet it provides for us a unique picture. You see, the silver lining to the gloom and doom of Genesis 19 is how much grace the Lord showed Lot and even Abraham. The fact that the Lord bore with Abraham's incessant intercession for such a wicked city, the fact that the men saved Lot's life from being trampled, the fact that Lot's life was rescued again after he hesitated to listen to the angel's warnings, all of this was because of the intercession of Abraham and God's grace because he remembered his pleadings. In many ways, this sad story is our story as well. We too have wandered away from God's promises. We have found ourselves living in a city of destruction. Like Lot, we have made compromises with the enemy. We've even lost our ability to warn of the coming destruction of God in this society because of our compromise in our own lives. We've chosen to take up roots in the city of destruction. It's only because of the intercession of Jesus and the covenant of grace that we have been rescued. We would love to think of ourselves as rich in faith as Abraham was and living high above the corruption of the valley. But let's be honest. When the Lord found us, were we not living in the cesspool of sin? Were we not destined for destruction because of that sin? Had we not ignored the warnings of the coming judgment over our sin? Listen, had God not rescued us, we would have perished in the fire. It was only because God remembered the covenant of grace and because of the mediatory intercessory work of Jesus that we were spared from the fire. And we, we have to see this story for what it is, folks. God will punish sin. He will not allow it to go unpunished. Even when the world around us 
condones such sinful practices like homosexuality, God expressly judges this sin in Genesis 19. So suppose we compromise with such sin as Lot did. Will we not forfeit our witness and the ability to warn others of God's judgment just like Lot, the judgment that is coming upon their sinful lives? God, God is a holy God who will not be mocked, and he will not coddle or compromise with sin. Our sin is no less than theirs. Sin will be judged on the cross through Jesus, or the cup of God's wrath will be poured out on our sin. If we are to warn others about the coming judgment on the people's sins, we must never compromise ourselves on what God says is sin. Because if we do, we run the risk of our witness being marginalized at the most crucial moment. Much like Lot's was to those he loved, namely his sons-in-law. We live in a city of perversion that calls right wrong and wrong right. We're pressured on every side to give up and concede ground on what God says is sin, something like homosexuality. But can we give up what God says and remain faithful to what he says? Of course not. To give up on such truth is to deny the judgment of God that is coming upon sin. And when we refuse to relent, we are accused of hate speech. But the most heinous thing that we could do is know that God's judgment is coming upon sin and not call all of us to repent because God's grace is offered to those who will repent of their sin. And so we have a responsibility to encourage people to repent and that's the most genuinely loving thing that we could do. If we see that judgment is coming and we keep silent about it, that shows a genuine contempt for humanity. The most loving thing we can do is warn against the coming judgment of God. But that witness is going to be scoffed at if we compromise with sin, as Lot did. Even in the face of judgment, God's grace is available for anyone who would flee to him for safety. The sin of this world is not any worse than the sin that God rescued us from. But it is no less egregious to God either. God in his grace offers us a way of escape from such judgment. But we dare not get too comfortable in the city destined for destruction. We don't need our roots to dig in too deep. For we're leaving this city bound for destruction. It will all burn up one day, just as Lot's house did. And if we turn back, if we hesitate, if we get comfortable here, we'll be sorry. Remember what Jesus said in Luke 17 when citing this tragic story. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to make his life secure will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. We have to remember that this world is bound for judgment. It's not our home. Our home is being prepared by the one who reaches into this city to rescue us from such judgment. He will do so for any who flee to him for safety. Let's pray together. Jesus, help us hold tightly to our convictions and loosely to our possessions.
Help us to realize that this world and its trinkets will pass away. Help us to hold tighter to the hand of the one who rescues us from our sinful machinations. Help us to walk uprightly in this world of sin and hold to our confessions so that we can be a witness in the day of trouble. In your name, amen. Thanks for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Join us again tomorrow as together we help you learn to read your Bible.